0: Hey, SCF Student Ministries, Devin here. Uh, I'm excited to bring you this new series that we're starting here in the month of March. Uh, It's called Lost and Found, and I'm really excited because we are getting close to Easter, and I think it's a really good time to start digging in to really just the story of uh, Jesus and who Jesus was as a person. I think it's really important that we start to, to cover some of that, cover his life, the things that he did. Um yeah, so I, I think that's a great place for us to, or this is a great month for us to start, start that journey, right? Um, so, I'm going to start this off. We all know how frustrating it is to lose something that we love or need. Uh, but sometimes it's not just our phones or homework that get lost. Sometimes it's us. Sometimes we're the ones that get lost. So, I want you to think on your own. Um, Have you ever gotten lost? And if you did, how did you feel uh, during that time? Um, I can remember a time. It wasn't me in particular, but I was part of a situation where we had people getting lost. I was actually in uh, Italy uh, on a school trip for college. And uh, a group of us were coming back. I think we were were in Salzburg. Actually, we weren't in Italy. We started in Italy, and by the time that this happened, we were actually in uh, Austria. So we were coming back uh, from a day out, we were in Salzburg, um, Austria, and, um, there was just a group of us that got, so started with one person getting left at the place that we were, were coming from. So they got left there. Our leader at the next stop got off with two other, uh, people to go find the one person that got lost. So those, so that we have one person lost and three people that went back to go get them. So that, that's part of our group, right? Um, then We get to the next, we get to the next, uh, we were on a bus. And so we get to the train station and then, so we get off the bus. One of the guys realizes that he left a, uh, his backpack on the bus. So he takes off running to go chase the bus down to get his backpack back. So now he's lost. Now there's just, I think there was five of us that were left. Uh, the train came two people from that group stayed behind to find the guy that took off after the bus to see if he was okay. So we had five, two people stayed. Now there's only three of us left that actually made it, uh, me and two other people that made it from the, um, mount, we, were on a, we were on a mountain in Salzburg and we were doing some stuff up there and then all made it all the way back to our hotel that was in the city. There was only three of us from the original group that actually made it back. Um, and eventually everyone made it back to the hotel at different times. Um, but it was crazy hearing everyone still, all the people that got lost or left behind, uh, hearing the anxiety that they felt being lost in a country where they don't speak the language. Um, it was pretty terrifying. Um, so it, cause it, it sounds kind of funny now, but I mean, if we're honest, those people, uh, it was not very fun in the moment. They were pretty freaked out and scared to be lost. Um, If you think about the things, the material things that we lose, maybe as a kid you had a stuffed animal or maybe you lose your phone now, maybe if if one of those things had feelings, it would probably feel the same way, right? Uh, So whether you wander away from your parents, uh, take a wrong turn, or lose track of your friends in a crowd, it could be a scary thing to realize that you're not sure uh, where you are or who to ask for help or even how to get to where you're going, right? Uh, For the next few weeks, we're going to be talking are going to talk a lot about lost things and how they get found um this isn't going to be like a tutorial on how to find our lost uh, material things but we'll talk about the ways that we can get lost how we can help others when they're getting lost and how we can all get found again so that was my 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 story in uh, in europe is my story of uh getting lost physically lost right so i want to tell you about a time i felt uh spiritually lost and it was a um pretty I mean it was honestly kind of a scary time for me. I just the stuff most I mean nothing like physically wrong with me but um I had my first serious relationship, uh my uh first two years in college, um and then it kind of imploded on itself that relationship and we broke up. Um, It was pretty hard on me. I was also having just like a tough year in school. Uh, I had some family stuff, uh, sickness in our family that was also just uh, hard to go through. We are going through all all at the same time. Um, And all of this just kind of added up to feel like I just did not feel very connected or close to God. Um, And to me, that felt scary. And just it made everything else feel more difficult than it should have. When it comes to your faith, there are a lot of reasons why you might feel lost sometimes. See, you and I were created to be close to the God who made and loves us, but some of us don't know our creator yet. Uh, some of us know Jesus, but we wander away from him by making unwise decisions or turning our backs on him. Some of us know Jesus, but we're struggling with what we believe in, uh, with a dis- difficult situation we're in, or even, maybe even with our mental health. Um, but in all of these situations, we can feel lost sometimes, right? Um, if you drive or walk or bike, you've probably used uh, Google Google Maps, uh, so or something like that. Another app that's similar to this. Uh, I know I use it constantly. I even use it um, when even if I know the exact route I'm going to a place, I let it. I like it because it tells me how long I have left, and I can see like a countdown of how long I have until I'm going to get somewhere, right? Um, these apps tell us exactly what to do and when. They help us avoid roadblocks. Uh, they help us avoid danger that's coming up. They let us know exactly how long it takes. They automatically reroute us when we take a wrong turn. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be nice to have an app that did this for the rest of our lives, right? Like we have a difficult decision. Like say you're you're graduating high school and you're trying to make the decision of um, – What to do next? Am I going to go to college? What college am I going to go to? Am I going to try to get a job? What career path do I want to take? What is God calling me to do? Wouldn't it be nice if you had something just like, yep, this is the way that you are supposed to go. God is telling you to go this direction exactly. Um, It could help us avoid setbacks by making decisions for us. It could give us a heads up when we're heading towards danger. Um, It could let us take a peek into the future so we don't have to wonder what's going to happen next. It might even automatically tell us what to do when we made a bad decision. And wouldn't it be nice if an app uh, told us how to do that with our faith too? Because let's be honest, it can be confusing uh, being a Christian with our faith in Jesus. It is a confusing thing. Sometimes you feel as though you're wandering away from God, but you're not sure how or why. Maybe it seems like yesterday you had an awesome relationship relationship with God, but today, for some, whatever reason, you feel lost and you feel far from God. Other times, you might even feel like you've wandered away from your faith and no one notices you, not even God. And if you feel far from God for whatever reason, you might find yourself wondering, who screwed up here? Did I fail God or did God fail me? And what do I do from here? So for the next four weeks, uh, with one break for, for spring break, one week off, uh, we're going to be looking at one chapter of the Bible, just a single chapter. This chapter recounts a series of stories Jesus once told about things that were lost and then found. Each of these stories communicates a different and important truth. And these stories aren't Like historical stories. They're parables that Jesus told. Stories that Jesus made up and told in order to teach an important truth. So we're actually going to start in Luke chapter 15. uh, And I'm just going to read the first two verses. It says, now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So, who are the Pharisees and why are they so mad? You've probably heard of them at some point if you've been coming to church, um, even for a little bit. They're, they're a topic that comes up a lot. The Pharisees of Jesus' day were religious leaders who were super focused on following God's rules. This is the hundreds of laws contained in Jewish scripture, similar to the laws that we talked about uh, just last month. Uh, these laws were important and weren't inherently bad. Uh, In fact, they were given by God originally to help God's people stay healthy, safe, and close to God. These laws helped people not to get lost. But in Jesus' opinion, the Pharisees had taken things too far. Because they wanted to follow every law exactly, they became arrogant, self-righteous, and dismissive of people who they believed were sinful. The Pharisees were so obsessed with following God's laws that they missed God's heart. Jesus was often angry with the Pharisees for their lack of love, mercy, and compassion for others. So to the Pharisees, Jesus always seemed to be breaking God's rules because he would do things like heal people on the Sabbath uh, or share meals with people that they called sinners. That's what Jesus is eating with the tax collectors and sinners, and that's why the Pharisees are upset in this first part. Um, And instead of dismissing the Pharisees for being uh, self-righteous or, frankly, being jerks, Jesus takes the time to tell them three stories to help them think differently. Uh, The first one is about missing sheep. Um, And as we read this story, uh, I want you to think about, if you want to Google it, you can Google the Judean desert to see a picture of it. Um, But really, these deserts, there's a lot of uh, hills there's a lot of flats, areas, um, and valleys and mountains and all that. There's a lot of terrain that's um, unpredictable as you're looking around it. Um, sheep, and that I mean, they weren't farms that were contained by people. A shepherd watched over their flock and they moved around um, together. Um, you can get a better understanding by looking at the desert of how a sheep might go missing and how difficult it might be to find it again. So we're going to keep going in Luke, and I'm going to read 3-7. through It says, Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. So we don't know how the sheep wandered away from its shepherd. It doesn't give us that detail necessarily. Maybe it got distracted or confused. Maybe it saw another sheep walk that way so it followed along. Maybe it was trying to run away. Either way, the sheep found itself far from the safety of its shepherd. And imagine how difficult it would be to find one lost sheep in that huge desert filled with valleys and steep cliffs. It would take time, effort, and a lot of attention. And honestly, if I were the shepherd, I'm not sure I'd be willing to put in the effort to find the one if I have 99 others that are depending on me. But here's what the the shepherd in Jesus' story did. Even though he had 100 sheep to take care of, he noticed when one of them was missing— I imagine if he knew them that well, he probably even knew that sheep by name as well. I mean, can you imagine looking for the sheep, not just um, searching for the one, but also still continuing to keep track of the other 99, keeping them together with you as you're searching for this one. I mean, it's got to be difficult. He knew it was difficult, the shepherd. He searched for his last sheep until he found it, and he never gave up. When he found his lost sheep, Jesus didn't say the shepherd yelled at it or made fun of it or even punished it. The shepherd lovingly carried it home. So, what does this parable mean, and who is the shepherd in this story? Who and who are the sheep? So, the next section that we're gonna be in uh, is we're actually gonna go back a little bit. We're gonna go back to one of the prophet books, and we're gonna go to Isaiah, uh, chapter fifty-three verse 6 and that verse says we all like sheep have gone astray each of us has turned to our own way and then the lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all so if you and i are that wandering sheep jesus says god is like that good shepherd and jesus is god because when you feel lost jesus notices you so i'm going to finish that story that i started earlier um, about me feeling lost on my own Um, and it honestly went on for a while. It was several months of feeling just totally defeated, um, by life. Just the situation that was going on. The last thing I wanted to do was sit down and read my Bible or go to church. Um, but I continued to do that. I think I had to press in even more, even though it was really the last thing on my mind. Um, I had friends that I could talk to um that i met my track team that i was on in college having like a support group they didn't all necessarily know my exact situation but different people knew different parts of it and having people that were there and being supportive um was huge for getting me back on track with god even if that was not something like like i said it's not like we were i was asking people like hey i'm feeling really lost from god because of xyz like we would talk about certain things and just the act of having people that were available and listening, um, and motivated me to pray on my own. And that all got me closer to God. Um, sometimes we're all like the sheep in Jesus story, wandering away from the safety of God, our shepherd. And maybe we wander from God because we don't know Jesus is our good shepherd in the first place. Maybe you're out in the desert, uh, wandering, uh, wandering around. Maybe and maybe this is the first time you're realizing that Jesus has been calling you to come and be found by him. Uh, we also get distracted. Uh, maybe you intended to stay close to Jesus, but there are so many other interesting things to do that you kind of forgot he existed. Maybe you're looking up right now and wondering, uh, how long have I been wandering for, right? Uh, we also get just confused, right? It's okay to have questions in. questions. Uh, And uncertainties about following Jesus, and those questions turn into confusion that leads us away from our shepherd. But our questions don't need to lead us away from him. In fact, our questions should bring us closer when we bring them to God instead of keeping them to ourselves. And lastly, we walk away. Sometimes we walk away from our shepherd on purpose. Maybe you've turned your back on God in the past because following Jesus was just too difficult, or you were no longer interested, or you were hurt and blamed God for it. just like sheep are sheep, you and I are human. God knows we're prone to getting lost. That's why Jesus describes the good shepherd the way he does. Because even though God has created hundreds of billions of people, God knows each and every one of us by name. When you go missing, God notices you're not insignificant to your shepherd. So even though convincing us to come back to God is difficult, Jesus never stopped searching for us. He never gave up on you. And he never will. When you and I finally realize we're lost and we need help, God doesn't yell at us or make fun of us or punish us. When you need help, God celebrates and Jesus will always lovingly carry you home. Just like the shepherd in the parable notices his missing sheep, Jesus notices you. You who are sitting here thinking about how far you've wandered and wondering how you are going to find your way back, Jesus notices you. You who feel like no one in the world notices you, Jesus notices you. You who are still trying to decide what you think about God, Jesus notices you. If you take anything away, guys, I want you all to know that Jesus notices you. He sees you wherever you're at. He's there for you. He's always ready to talk. I hope that's uh, something that you want to hear. I hope that hearing that Jesus notices you, there's something that um, can motivate you, uh, I think that it was a similar thing that someone told me when I was struggling to, to help me get back with God, that it felt like I was so alone, and knowing that Jesus saw me, um, even though I was struggling, it, it was a motivating factor to get me closer to God, so I really encourage you guys to just start praying about this, praying uh, to Jesus about how he notices you, how he's there for you, If you ever have questions feel free to get in contact with me and i'll gladly pray with you answer any questions that you might have Uh, i'm excited to start this new series with you guys and we'll see you next week